Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Drew Hill. Drew Hill. Rumors flying about Drew Hill. Unbelievable. Unsubstantiated rumors, which we flatly reject and deny. He joins us every single Thursday, covers the Memphis Grizzlies. Let me say that again. Covers the Memphis Grizzlies. For the Daily Memphian joins us now. What's up, my guy? How are you guys? Happy birthday to Jason. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. Is it Bajent or Bajent? It's Bajent, and it's uh, it's not good. I can tell you that. It's not good. It's about as big of a disaster as you would have thought it would be. I mean, look. It's disgusting. I'm going to tell you guys this. The Raiders, at any given on any given game day, can make any quarterback look like Brett Favre the day his dad died. I'm just telling you, like it can happen. Not, not Bajan. It can happen. So I mean, not just be pre- prepare yourself for a five touchdown, 450 yard game. All right. They. I mean. Okay. So are you guys going to this? We no, were. We but were. It's been canceled. Canceled. It's been canceled. Canceled. Okay. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I just looked up ticket prices, and they really have not budged that much. I mean. I don't understand. Neither team is good. Neither team's starting quarterback is playing, and they're still three hundred bucks a pop. That that to me seems absolutely ridiculous. That's it's in Chicago, right? That's just yes. the prices. But do you, you think know, it, will, will they go down closer to game day because no one will buy them at these prices? Here's the thing about buying tickets. I I'm, I'm pretty good at this. If you wait until the day of the game, if you are willing to wait that long. 95% of the time, now I'm not saying every time, but right. 95% of the time, ticket prices will drop in the hours before the game. So if you wanted to wake up Sunday morning and buy a ticket, that's likely your best chance of buying a ticket to any sporting event. That's Grizzlies games, that's NFL football, anything like that. You're, you're best waiting for until the day of the game to buy the actual ticket. There's no yeah. reason not to wait, right? I mean, if we're being honest, anywhere you go, whether it's Chicago, whether it's Las Vegas, like why you don't need to buy early. Like, there's no incentive to do that. It's not like unless it's like a a game you expect to sell out, but right. Right. you know, you, you would you know what those games are. It ain't Bears Raiders. So, you know, I would just tell people generally speaking, unless it's like the Super Bowl or. You know, when Memphis plays in the national championship game this year in in uh, Glendale, like I, you know, I wouldn't worry about you know tickets being available. Drew, you agree? Real, well, no, I I do agree with you. Thank Drew, you. real quick on Bears, is it just whether it's Carolina's picks or or your pick? Go get Caleb Williams. 
Why am I not? You you can tell me maybe. I'm not so sold on Caleb Williams. Well, like, and and here's what I think it is: is I'm exhausted between watching Alabama and watching the Bears. I'm tired of watching quarterbacks that are just complete athletic freaks that can make every single throw but don't really anticipate and don't throw guys open and hold the ball too long. And, like, I'm just sick of that. Like, I just want something different now. Like, I I want a head coach that clearly knows how to coach offense, and I want a quarterback that is smart. Like don't, that 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 like is knows the ins and outs of an offense. Like look at what C.J. Stroud is doing. Mm-hmm. Like C.J. Stroud throws with anticipation. He has been way better than everybody thought, mainly because it seems like he has a really good grasp on the offense. He throws guys open, and he doesn't hold the ball too long. And like every Saturday and Sunday, I'm watching the same thing with the two guys, and I'm just I'm I'm so tired of it, honestly. <laughs> and so. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the option, what the answer is, but then I go watch Caleb Williams and like, he's got all day to throw and he's running around back oh, there yeah. and you know, he's finding open guys. It's like, well, guess what? When you get to the bears, none of that's going to work because they can't block for two seconds, let alone five, you know? So yeah. it, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not completely sold on that. Fair. Yeah. Uh, it should be, uh, it should be pretty interesting. Uh, we woke up yesterday to a, to a, Big piece over at ESPN from Baxter Holmes and Tim McMahon. Um, mostly stuff that, I mean, I think we, we all knew for everybody here listening, for you, for anybody that covers the team with any regularity, just not something that, uh, you, you know, not, not much was new, not much was revealed. Um, I, 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 I guess I would like to talk to you about the editorial side of this. Um, what, what constitutes a team source, you know? Like, is it somebody that used to work with the team? Is it someone that, that is currently working with the team? Is it somebody that, uh, you know, works potentially for the media arm? Is that a team? So I'm just curious, like, where does that sort of stop in terms of the editorial decisions? Because that sort of is our question here. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't pretend to know what that what the lines are at ESPN because I don't work there. Um, I know what our lines are, um, and I think – it could be all of those things that you mentioned, I think very well could fall under the team source category uh, in this case. Like, I would not be, I don't know, like, I would be a little surprised because I know how they operate over there. If there's people currently on the team, or like currently around the team saying these sorts of things. Now, I could be totally wrong, and, like, I'm not here to question Tim's sources. He's a great reporter. Um a guy that I have a relationship with and I know a lot of people are really frustrated with him. So it is what it is. Um, but I do think, you know, that, that all of what you had mentioned there could, could qualify as a team source. And I'll just put it that way. Like I would just be surprised, honestly, if there's people in that building saying those sorts of things, because they all seem to be on the same page, like 99% of the time. It seems like it would be a little. Uh, we'll talk about the editorial decision to do it, but a, l- a little bit misleading, though, would it be, Drew? If just to the reader itself, when you say team source, and you read that, I mean, and, and that's part of the reason for the, you know, that that it go the decisions like this go up to editorial. When you isn't that a bit misleading if you say a team source, but the guy isn't there anymore? Well, we don't know what we don't know if he's there or or not he or she. Um, so, like I, I don't know. It just depends. Okay. Like you know, I I I just I'm not. 
As somebody that is a reporter that reports the news that has to ask questions that are un, like un, not fun to ask, like yesterday, did I want to be in there having to ask Taylor Jenkins about this thing? Like when I know he's not going to be happy with me, like, no, <laughs> I would much rather be asking about the start of the regular season. So I understand frustrations from Grizzlies fans. I, I totally get it. But just like everyone else, you know, there are aspects of a job that aren't fun. And I think this entire experience and having to cover this is, has been a, a bit of a wild ride. And I can see why fans are frustrated that this is just happening now. But truthfully, this is an entertainment product that ESPN is coming out with that is intended for a national audience. And if I weren't following the Grizzlies on a day-to-day basis, but I had some interest in, in this stuff that's been going on with John Morant, I think I'd click on it and read it. I mean, I, I think that's pretty obvious. And, and it, it spread quickly yesterday. So I'm not here to knock on when they reported it or you know anything like that or the way that they reported it. But I just think that I, 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 I can both say – I understand where ESPN was coming from, and I understand the frustrations of Memphis fans who did feel like we were, we were through this at this point, you know. So I'm I'm in between. Yeah. Uh, look, I I just uh, I I think we are all ready to, um, you know, just leave this behind. Maybe we don't get to do that. Maybe that's just I've part of it. I've been saying this for for literally. I mean, we've had, guys, we've been talking about this all summer. Yeah. And I get that we're still talking about it, and we're talking about it. Why? Because it's timely right now because of this report. All I've said for, like, the last two months, and all I will continue to say is, and this is the the truth, because what else is there for us to say at this point? We've talked about it so much. everyone Everyone in Memphis just wants him on the court and wants him to be the best version of Ja that he can possibly be. Everybody is aligned and wanting the exact same thing. We understand better than anybody what he means for this city. Everyone in this city really wants the best for him. I think even after a report like yesterday, he still feels that. I still think he's feeling that from the team. I think what they, had, what they came out and had to say yesterday was very pointed and made a lot of sense. And I, I believe that they're, they're doing what they're saying in these press conferences but what else can we say? Like, are, are we at the end of this? Like, you know, eventually we have to get to the end of this. It, it, is the end of this when he steps back on the court in December? Or is this just going to be a continued thing? I mean, I, I don't know the answer, but I don't know. Are you guys as frustrated as everyone else? <laughs> Here we are still talking about this, you know? Absolutely. That's we have to do, but I think it's, it's entirely frustrating for almost everyone involved. Yeah, because you want the conversation to be about basketball you know what I mean you don't I mean it's all this like I I, I hate getting into personal life stuff quite frankly you know uh, I, and I feel like we've just sort of been doing it out in the open with Jai about his dad and about his family and about it you know and then this is life in the big city so I mean I think a lot of people would trade don't get me wrong but yeah like I prefer like not to <laughs> you know not to be talking about somebody's family life and you know who is or is not advising and guiding like I do not enjoy that. That is me personally. No, I don't either. And everyone's lives are different. Everybody has a different upbringing, a different situation that they're in. And, you know, for as blessed as Ja is, I'm sure it's very difficult to be this famous this quickly. Yep. Um, I believe that. Um, and I, I try to be understanding of that. 
um, while at the same time saying, you know, some of the things that he's, he's done, and I think he would acknowledge he can't be doing. So uh, all of that can be true. And, yeah, the personal life aspect of this, it just sucks. I mean, again, it's it's something you have to do, but <laughs> I know because of rumors that were spread yesterday, you know, uh, yeah. like when people put your personal business online, it's not fun. So it just it is what it is. So, um, but, it is, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just – Pick it up from here and see where things go. Uh, Drew, what do you think about Hollinger's 50-win prediction and first-place finish in the West prediction? And, and and while I don't agree with him, I mean, 50, you know, being first place seems like it's going to be tough. That that I do agree that if they do, that Taylor Jenkins is your coach of the year. Did you? Uh, what did you think when you saw 50? Did you raise your eyebrows? Did you see anybody else pick the Grizzlies number one in the West? Uh, I brought it up on our podcast yesterday, our preseason predictions pod over at the Daily Memphis and predict 50 – 51 or 52 wins. So I'm on the same page as Hollinger here. Teams that are good in the regular season uh, are teams that are good on defense because defense translates more often than offense does in the regular season. And I think the Grizzlies are primed to have a top three defense again this season. So why not have them potentially as the number one team in the West? Um, I fully believe in that. And when I just look at the roster, I say, okay, I think Marcus Smart is an upgrade over Dylan. Like, I think he's a defensive upgrade, and I think he's an offensive upgrade over Dylan. I think you're going to get more games with Steven Adams. Yeah, you're going to have Ja out for 25 games, which is fewer games with Ja, but I think the upgrades in other places, like, you know, Desmond Bain is now healthy. Let's not forget this team was horrible on the road last year. I think the focus is going to be a little bit better this year on the road. I don't expect that they're going to be that they're going to struggle that much in those situations this year. So to me, all this sort of adds up as a team that is going to win 50 games again, and I think they're going to be back in the playoffs and towards the top of the Western Conference. Yeah, and then it just becomes okay. You know, you've you let's it's time to elevate, right? Elevate in the postseason, and I think that's where you know you hope that that Marcus Smart acquisition, you know, can take you. Um and, and and so that's like look the regular season is the regular season right it may it may matter more now uh, league wide because of you know new data and and new incentives and things like that but you know the elevation will not come until you know April and May and uh, and I, I look I'm hopeful I mean I really am I don't think the West by any stretch of the imagination is like some you know juggernaut you know I think the Nuggets are due for a, a come down I mean they lost Bruce Brown. Now, Bruce Brown was a very underrated part of that team. Um, Michael Porter Jr., I wouldn't be surprised if they trade his ass, honestly, uh, just because that's the way these things go. So then you get past the Nuggets. Okay, Lakers, question marks, new team. Could be good, but question marks as always. You know, Clippers are never healthy. We'll see if they get James Harden. After that, you know, there is a real opening for the Grizzlies. Yeah. I mean, there really is. So uh, I, I think you've got this nice little three- to four-year window here, you know, maybe two, maybe two, two to four, uh, that, uh, you know, you can you can really, you know, make some make some hay. And so, you know, if you get job back and everything else looks good, I think you can make a move if you have to at the deadline. I, I, and, I did, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. I actually think this is a great spot for the Grizzlies as a franchise. You know, there are pretty low expe- – other than Hollinger, there are pretty low expectations just publicly. Um, and so it's a lot easier to overcome expectations when they're not nearly as high. I think people – I also saw Kevin Pelton projected the Grizzlies atop the West too. 
Right. So it's not just all the, it's like all the stats guys. Right, know, right, right, right. Well, I mean, uh, there's a reason, you know. I mean, I think that's – and I think, like, that's that, – that it's, it's, it's probably more right than wrong. You know that they're at the top of the West. I think I think that's more likely than being like some people were talking about Grizzlies in the play-in. Like, what, what, what are we talking about? You know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. And I like look. I think you make a good point on a lot of those teams. I think that Denver is going to be really good again. So I think in my official prediction, I did still pick Denver to be uh, first in the West. I just think that. You know, Jokic is a machine, uh, so and he's probably going to win the MVP again now that we're not all sick of him winning MVP and he didn't win last year. I, I'm a doubter on the Suns. Like, I just I don't think that their defense is very good in the regular season. I think when you get to the playoffs and, Ke- and Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are giving their best effort on that end, maybe they're a team that can compete for a championship, but in the regular season – are they really going to be pouring that much effort into something in, in, in into the ball? I don't know. Right. Um, so I do think that the Grizzlies are in a pretty good spot to be close to the top of the West. And it all kind of comes down to these first 25 games, though, right? Like, if you're under 500 after the first 25 games, and I don't think they will be because I think their team is still really good and their defense is going to be really good, then – you're in trouble. But if you're a few games up, like you're in a great spot for the rest of the year. And at the end of the season, we're going to be saying, what about Zaire Williams, Drew? Oh, man. I mean, I think we'll, we'll view him as a consistent rotation piece for I the Grizzlies. So. I, I don't know. It, it's hard because I feel like the Zaire conversation is almost taking a turn where Every, if, if you are talking about Zaire, you're either all in or you're all out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're a fan, you yeah, know? Yeah. There's the people that are like, Zaire's got to show me something. And then there's the people that are like, you know, I'm a believer. Look at how good his jump shot looks. You know, there's no in-between. And I kind of lean more towards the top. Like, I still think that I like his frame. I like his size. I like the way his jump shot looks. He seems a lot more confident this preseason. All of those are positive things. Where last year, I think, you know, starting off with the knee problems, it, it almost took a turn so quickly that you could see it coming. Mm-hmm. This year, we don't have those red flags. So I'm hopeful it looks more like the rookie does. I don't know if we're going to be saying Zaire's a superstar or anything, but I think we may be saying Zaire's a viable piece. Right. You know, in this, in this Grizzlies group moving forward. That'd be big. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just, you know, rumors fly, don't they, Drew? It's just one of those things. Rumors fly. Yeah, sometimes they do. How do you handle that? Just, uh, you know, as a, as a reporter yourself, I mean, rumors fly, and I've, sometimes you want to corroborate reports, sometimes you want to shoot them down. Just How do you sort of make the decision as to when you want to address something or not? I know that's maybe not something that you've had to personally deal with, but, you know, uh, hypothetically. Well... <laughs> Oh, man, I didn't know I was going to be answering all these questions about this today. <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't answer. Don't answer. I don't want to put no, you – you're going to be on the record like Calipari. Well, I just don't want everybody to, like – I don't know. I'll just say this. I've been recruited for other jobs before, and I like being here, and I like where I work. But, of course, I'll always listen to other job offers. But, yeah, Hell it was a little yeah. – Hell, yeah. It was a little – 
it was a little. It was a little. Uh, as a journalist, it's your job to be aspirational, right? Like, Absolutely, as anything, as so, anything. But I make decisions based on what's best for me and my fiance and my future family. And no, I have not taken another job, so that was not true. Hey, so, can you just say? Uh, can you just say Memphis is where I want to be? Just to like, uh, I mean, just completely. <laughs> To put a bow on it, man. That would really be perfect. Nah, you're the best. And the reason why uh, you are mentioned for anything is because you do a great job, yeah. uh, both for the Daily Memphis and when you come on here and you guest host and you come on the show, you're a talent, man. And uh, it is always it is a blessing uh, to have rumors flying about your job status. So take it as a compliment, and uh, we love you, man. Appreciate the appreciate time you, every Drew. single week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yep. Appreciate it. Yep. He is Drew Hill. Covers the Grizzlies for the Daily Memphis. Yeah, there were some. Uh, there were some Facebook posts. There were some social media. Yeah, posts I heard. I heard. I heard about, about Drew. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it's it's look. It's, there's not a lot of um, there's not a lot of very good beat writers in the NBA. There just aren't. You know, um, first of all, there's not many. Period. Because it's just you know the athletic cut. A lot of theirs. Right. You know, a lot of these local local places aren't investing. So it doesn't shock. I mean, it does. It would shock me if he wasn't getting interest. You know, from other places. So. Um, uh, I have nothing but uh, the utmost respect for uh, Drewski and appreciate his time every Thursday here on the show. We'll come back with the rundown. Adam Chernoff at 1225. Sounds good. To give you some betting tips and maybe help us understand why the NFL product stinks now all of a sudden. Man, offense stinks. Offense is so bad. Stink if you like D. Well, you, you, you must love defense. This is your favorite year of, of the NFL. Bro, this is a season I'm trying to lose. Every fantasy team is uh, – Scoring like ninety nine a game. I yeah, mean, that's pretty nasty too. It's just not. Uh, I, I, this might be my worst year of fantasy ever. It just, it, it really is. I'm not going to make any money off this stuff. But anyway, we'll talk to Adam Turnoff about that at twelve twenty five. Stick around, Jason and John. I need to turn to FM ESPN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.